Every single time Hunter wakes up from a nap these days, he's asking for a snack and it's usually a fruit snack. And I used to say heck no to all kinds of fruit snacks and goodies like that because I hated all of the artificial dyes, harmful ingredients, and the ridiculous amount of sugar that they have. And while I still am a big proponent in not having all of those things all the time, I find so much hope in knowing that Thrive Market has me covered and has Hunter covered for not just all of those sweet fun treats, but also other essentials while keeping him safe and healthy. And it's honestly become a fun little tradition for Michael and I to sit down and pick out our Thrive Market order. They're so amazing and such our go-to for delicious snacks and pantry essentials and so much more. Their app is so easy to use and everything is delivered to our doorstep in a matter of days, which drastically reduces my stress level because making time to go to the grocery store is my least favorite thing to do. Plus, I'm obsessed with their standards. They restrict literally 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and they only allow the most trusted ingredients for you. I mean, even last order, I saved $20 and got an incredible deal on the poppy probiotic sodas that I love. Plus, it's not just good for your family. When you join Thrive Market, they also gift a membership to a family in need, which is the greatest. So let's save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truthtalks for 30% off your first order. Plus, you get a $60 gift for free. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrivemarket.com slash truth talks. You're listening to Truth Talks with Tara. The purpose of this podcast is to help you know, love, and live God's word. My name is Tara and I'm your host slash new best friend. Each week, we'll dive into the depths of scripture together. We'll answer questions that we all have as believers, have hard but good conversations, unpack passages in the Bible, and have deep, encouraging conversations with some amazing guests. My prayer is that God would use this podcast to grow your love and knowledge of His Word so that you can live for Him more. Are you ready, friend? Let's get into it. Friends, we are all in for a treat for today's episode. I am especially excited about this one because it seems like this is probably one of my most requested episodes and or questions I get in my DMs or my email asking how do I create a quiet time routine, which is basically another way of saying time with God in his word. Discipline, consistent time, because that can be the hardest thing to actually get into God's word every single day and create a rhythm or routine out of it, for lack of a better word. So today I have my awesome friend Naomi on the show today. She is the founder of Wholehearted Quiet Time, which is an awesome resource to help you in your quiet time in your Bible study. And she also has a new book called Quiet coming out on April 5th. And this is all about creating a grace-based rhythm of spending time in God's word through prayer and fellowship. So in this episode, we're diving into it. We're talking about how can we actually create a quiet time routine? What is a quiet time routine? What are some potential barriers and things that make it hard, but then how can we actually overcome it? And then also get rid of this legalistic, never enough workspace kind of mindset and actually just approach God and his word with grace. Naomi is giving us so many tips. I loved every second of this conversation and it really gave me a lot to think about too in my own time in God's word. So turn up the volume, stay tuned for this entire episode. It is amazing. I will also have the pre-order link for Naomi's book if you're listening to this before April 5th. And if you're listening to it on April 5th or afterwards, go grab you a copy.
Hey, Naomi, I am really, really excited and honored that you would be on the show today. We were actually, side note, friends, we were just talking before we started recording. This is her first, as we're recording, first podcast <laughs> interview for what we're celebrating today. And so I'm super, I'm super honored. Uh, but Naomi, uh, again, thank you. I am so excited and just anticipating this awesome conversation. But before we do that, would you mind sharing a little bit about who you are? Just introduce yourself. Tell us all of the awesome things that we need to know about you. (laughs) Yeah. So thank you, Tara. I am so excited and honored that you would just welcome me into this space. And I'm just really hoping and praying that whoever listens to this would be really encouraged by our conversation today. Mm -hmm. That is just my hope and my prayer. So yeah, I am Naomi Vaccaro. I am a wife, a mother to a one-year-old boy who is just like running around everywhere like a maniac (laughs) these days. It's crazy how much energy they have. Um, But yeah, (laughs) get ready. It's going to be great. Yep, I'm ready for it. (laughs) Oh, you're going to love it. Um, so yeah, I'm also a former missionary kid. I'm a writer and I'm the founder of wholehearted, which is a ministry that helps Christians create the habit of daily Bible reading and prayer. Mm. So that's me. And last but not least, I am about to become a published author for the first time. So that's really exciting and terrifying (laughs) and nerve wracking. Um, But yeah, so my hands are very full. They're just overflowing with all kinds of good and hard work these days. And Yeah. yeah, I'm just really excited to see what the Lord has in store for all of it. Oh, that's awesome. It's like you said, it's a full life. It's overflowing, yeah. but so many good things, so many new and exciting things, which the book is mainly what we're talking about today. And it's message, which I'm so excited about, yeah. but it's been really cool yeah. to get to know you through wholehearted. I actually have my quiet time companion. I'm looking at it right now. Yay. It's just off to my right here on my desk and Aww. you guys will have it linked in the show notes so you can check them out. But just, I mean, Naomi's heart and wholehearted Everything about her ministry is just about helping women just cultivate this grace-based rhythm for spending time with the Lord and getting in the word. And so I I love everything that she's doing because I think it's really practical for something that can be kind of tough for us. I'm I'm sure yeah. that we all can relate to that. So I'm excited to dive into that today if that's what yeah. you're you're looking for in a conversation. But Naomi, before we jump into all we're gonna unpack today, I would love to know. I love asking my guests and my friends here, (laughs) their favorite thing or a favorite thing that they are loving currently because it is honestly so random and so fun. It doesn't have to be something deep and theological. It can be literally (laughs) the most random thing, but we want to know. So what do you got for us? (laughs) Yeah, this is really fun. There are a lot of things that I love. Seriously, I could go on and on about this, but honestly, my absolute favorite thing right now is actually my house. <laughs> I know that's so funny. No, that's my awesome. husband and I, yeah, my husband and I just moved into our first home ever or first house ever that we owned uh, about six months ago. And up until we moved in here, we were living in a 400 square foot studio apartment with our baby. Oh so my goodness. It was very tight. It was, it was really tough. And so being in an actual house right now has just mm-hmm. been so sweet and life-giving. And I just, I love hosting and decorating and homemaking. So I've been soaking in every single minute. And best of all, the house is right next door to my parents and my brother and his wife. So I get to see my family (laughs) every day. 
yeah, it's, it's a total dream come true. So yeah, that that's my answer. I, I just love the, the home that God has given us right now. Mm, that is the sweetest and honestly, the best kind of favorite because, yeah. man, I mean, you guys made it work, you know, it sounds like in, yeah. in, in the smaller space. But how cool is it when God does bless you with that and not mm-hmm. only just to spread out and with a growing family, but like to host and be hospitable and to like enjoy your space. I think that's so yeah. awesome. Agreed. That's like another topic for another podcast, but I am yes, so passionate yeah. about hospitality, homemaking, right. just making a spot as beautiful as you possibly can. It, it's awesome. really, really great. <laughs> okay. We might have to have you back on the podcast and talk about that <laughs> yes. because be I love I love that. I just love the the aesthetics and just the idea of gathering people in your house. But mm-hmm. it's really cool to know, like even just as Christians, how important hospitality is. So like that could be a yes. whole thing. Ugh. Uh-huh. I love that. Books have been written. Yes. Oh, it's yes. a whole oh, other yes. thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And those are great books, but we're going to be talking about your book today, which I love and I'm so excited about. I've been going through it just recently and it's been a joy um, just to, I don't know, kind of see things in a different light in this way. So friend, you recently announced, well, it's been a little bit, but you announced mm-hmm. that you're launching, like you said, your first book with Tyndale House called Quiet, Creating Grace-Based Rhythms for Spending Time mm-hmm. with Jesus. And this is coming out on April 5th, 2022. So when you guys are listening to this, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, you can pre-order because it's coming out in a couple weeks. But if you're listening to it ap- after April 5th, go get your hands on it. It's available. <laughs> um, so we're celebrating that today. But Naomi, I would love to hear before we kind of talk about quiet times and your your tips and your tricks and all those things. Um, I would love if you could maybe tell us and our listeners a little bit about how God put this message on your heart to write for for really such a time as this. Yeah. Well, thank you, Tara. And may I first just say how excited I am to talk about this? Yeah, I'm so pumped because I think that regular Bible reading and prayer is truly the most important habit we could ever form in our lives. I really believe that. Mm -hmm. And yet so many of us know that, but we aren't really properly discipled in this area, which Mm -hmm. makes it such a struggle for so many Christians and including me at points in my life. And so the good news is that a quiet time is so doable. It's so valuable and so enjoyable to create this rhythm in our lives. And so anyway, just super excited to talk about it here on your podcast. Yes. So, okay. The journey of quiet, my book, I call it quiet. That's the the title. And then the subtitle is uh, creating grace-based rhythms for spending time with Jesus. So the journey actually started many years ago, as most book journeys start, I'm assuming. (laughs) (laughs) So like I mentioned before, I grew up on the mission field with Christian parents And they were very faithful about training me up in the gospel and encouraging me and my siblings to read the Bible and pray on our own. So the idea of quiet time or daily devotions has been very normal for me ever since I can remember. Mm -hmm. The problem is that even though I had heard the gospel, my heart didn't really connect with it until I was in my teens. So for most of my childhood, I tried to read the Bible and pray out of a sense of duty or spiritual performance. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people could probably relate to that. 
Um, yeah, so that just didn't work. It didn't work. I couldn't actually become consistent in daily devotions with all of my effort and all of my muscling my way to try and perform my duty well. And I felt like such a failure. And that sense of shame and failure and guilt, it plagued me for years. And I didn't think that I was a real Christian. I didn't think that I was pleasing God the way he commanded me to please him by seeking him, reading the Bible, praying. And it just really was clear. It's clear to me now. I didn't understand what grace really meant. Hmm. So the turning point for me came when I confessed a secret sin that I had been struggling with to my mom when I was 13 years old. I was so terrified to finally confess to her something I had been struggling with and keeping a secret from everybody. And I really expect her to, I expected her to be so unhappy and disgusted with me. But instead, I was just met with a beautiful outpouring of grace and love. And I could just see Christ in her eyes as she cried with me, hugged me, and just loved me. And in that moment, I started to actually understand that grace wasn't something I earned out of perfect living, Hmm. but it was something I received in my brokenness. And that is when Bible reading and prayer changed from being a performance of duty to an activity of worship and love. So that's really when having a daily quiet time became very sweet for me. And fast forward several years and I was 18 and I had just moved to America. And at that point, I had never been around so many professing Christians in my life. I am here in the Bible Belt. So everyone goes to church. There's a church on every corner. Mm -hmm. But I was really surprised also that um, not many believers actually read their Bibles and prayed on a regular basis. And it just became clear to me when I moved here that the absence of quiet time was a big problem in the American church. Yeah. Also, even the messages that promoted daily devotions, I noticed this as well. They didn't really tell you how to practically do quiet time or how to read your Bible and pray with a foundation of grace instead of just duty or spiritual discipline. Mm -hmm. Right. So that was when God really first started giving me a passion for this topic. Um, then in 2018, just taking you on the full journey here, then in I 2018, I, <laughs> I designed something called the Quiet Time Companion, which you own one. And I'm yes. so honored that you own one. That's so fun. Uh, it is a journal for Bible reading and prayer and so much more. But I designed that in 2018, and then I launched the Wholehearted Ministry alongside it. And as I mentioned, that ministry is just all about quiet time. It's all about helping people have a grace-based quiet time. So then a couple of years later, Tyndale House got in touch with me out of the blue. I was actually pregnant with my first son, sick as a dog. And I got their email (laughs) and I was like, Laura, do you really want me to do this? And he was like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So the floodgates just opened, the spirit moved and my soul just poured out all of these things that I had been wanting to share with my brothers and sisters in Christ about having a quiet time, about Mm -hmm. the gift of grace that we have in Jesus, about the indescribable value of daily Bible reading and prayer. Everything just 
flowed onto the pages. Um, so yeah, I joke that it may have taken about 12 months to officially write Quiet, but this message has been in the works for almost 30 years, which is mm. how old I am. I'm 29. So it's been almost 30 years yeah. of being in process. Um, so yeah, that is how the story of my book, Quiet, came to be. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 2024 has simultaneously felt like the longest and shortest year. Our little family has gone through so many highs and lows and joys and valleys. I mean, Hunter's growing up so crazy and our calendars are so crazy. And this is usually the time of year where so many of us give up on our New Year's resolutions. And while some of mine have not panned out, to be honest, there are some that have. I am personally really proud of my consistent workout routine this year. It has been something that has been so off and on since having Hunter. It's also given me so much mental clarity to be physically active. I'm also really proud that I have instilled regular rhythms of rest in my life and not just rest when I'm burnt out, which was usually the norm. When life moves so quickly, let's just slow down and celebrate our little wins and move forward in faith and make adjustments for the rest of the year. This is your little mid-year check-in. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp to keep you on track. It's entirely online, so it flows with your lifestyle, and you can select a therapist that fits your needs and beliefs, but also feel the freedom to switch at any time to find the best match. Therapy gives you the space to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and process it, which can be really hard on your own. So visit betterhelp.com slash truth talks today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash truth talks. I love hearing that. It, you know, honestly, I think some of the best books and not just books, but some of the best stories and testimonies are ones that have just really been with us throughout our entire lives. And it's been like a major theme. And so it's so mm -hmm. awesome to see how that is coming to life in this way. And I think a lot of us can relate. I know, actually, I'm going to say I know that a lot of us mm -hmm. can relate to your story, you know, whether that be just struggling with doing it out of duty, struggling with reading the Bible out of duty, or just feeling very legalistic about it or having guilt over sins or not doing mm -hmm. it. And so there's a lot that is wrong there. And although there's a lot of people doing awesome things right about teaching people about quiet time, about Bible reading and prayer, there's also a lot of things where sometimes we we leave like an Instagram caption or we leave a sermon mm -hmm. or something hearing, read your Bible every day. And we're like, I know that. Like we know yeah. that at the, at the core of who we are, as the core of who we are as Christians, but then we we get home, we we are alone in the mornings and we're sitting down with our Bible, but we're like, how? Yeah. <laughs> like it is yeah. overwhelming. And so mm -hmm. I'm really excited to kind of like give a little sneak peek of like what you, like what your message and your heart is about this. You know, when yeah. I was thinking too the other day that this term quiet time has become super trendy online. I would say trendy. I don't really mean to say that in a bad way, <laughs> yeah. but just like, yeah. you know, we hear it all the time in Instagram stories and Instagram posts on, you know, in devotionals, like you hear it in conversations. People are like, how, what is your quiet time routine? All the things, mm -hmm. right? But sometimes, and I'm speaking from personal experience as well, that mm -hmm. sometimes that can leave us feeling super guilty, like wondering yeah. if we're quote unquote doing it right. Like, am I, I'm not, I don't do it the way she does or is me sitting down at this time or doing this, doing it right. And so I was just kind of curious, Naomi, as like what God has taught you over the years is how would you maybe describe quiet time and its purpose? But then also another question is for the people who 
don't feel like they have a quiet life. Can you actually like, is it supposed to be this quiet, quiet, still time? Right? (laughs) Yeah, right. Well, I will answer that second question first, because the word quiet can make us think immediately of our circumstances. That's good. But the quiet that quiet time or even the title of my book refers to is a quiet of heart. It's a quiet of soul. And that is always available to us in the presence of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So it does not matter how crazy and chaotic your circumstances are. There is peace in the presence of Christ. And so let that be a burden lifter. You know, you don't have to have a quiet time even by yourself or in a private place or away from your kids or wherever. It can be anywhere at all as long as you are connecting with Jesus. And that kind of leads me to, I guess, the the first question, which is, you know, what is the purpose of quiet time and addressing this idea of the trendiness of quiet time on Instagram and influencers and everything. So yeah, having a quiet time, it's definitely very photogenic, right? We've all seen Mm -hmm. the pictures of the coffee and the perfect little chair. Um, And in a sense, I'm actually really grateful for that. I'm grateful for the trend, I suppose, because the more beautiful and normal we can make Bible reading and prayer seem, the more likely people are to actually want this in their own lives. And I do think that that is important. You know, quiet time doesn't have to be this stark, solemn, super unenjoyable experience. It can be beautiful. And I think it's good to draw the focus to the beauty of that time with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And yet on the flip side, there is definitely a danger to the Instagram quiet time trend. And I would say that the main danger to this and many other trends for that matter is just basically a lack of adequate discipleship. You know, it's not enough to just tell people, read your Bible and pray every day like me, because, you know, that's what successful, beautiful, popular people do. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, no, no. The Christian faith is so much more than a daily quiet time or a perfectly situated spread of Bibles and journals and pens. Mm, Um, These trends, as pretty as they are, they can diminish the faith to a checklist item instead of what it's supposed to be, which is all-encompassing, wholehearted devotion that can be expressed in part through a daily quiet time. Mm, So. That's why it is so important to define what a quiet time actually is. So let's start there. So personally, I would describe the purpose of having a quiet time to be relating with God. That's it. Mm -hmm. In other words, the reason behind a quiet time is not a why, but a who. So we are relational beings. And what the Lord desires more than anything is to be in relationship with us. Mm-hmm. That's literally what he created us for. And now, thanks to the work of Christ on the cross, we have relational access to the Father. It's incredible. It's amazing. It's the gospel. Um, so that relational aspect, that's where we have to start. And any healthy relationship, it requires regular and intentional communication. And Bible reading and prayer is how we communicate with God. So reading his word is how we listen to him. It's how we hear from him and hear what he has to say to us. And prayer is how we then express our heart to him. 
That is why I call both of these elements in my book, I call them the non-negotiables of quiet time, Bible reading Mm -hmm. and prayer. They're non-negotiables. You have to have both because if you are in a relationship, you need to listen and speak. You Mm, need to hear and receive and open up and give. So that's where every quiet time begins. It's realizing that it's not a what or a why but a who with a capital W (laughs) and that the activities of Bible reading and prayer, they're just not, they're not just to do list items. They're a relationship. Hmm. I love that. I'm so thankful that you defined it in that way because man, we, we know it in our hearts, but we need to be reminded of it, right? (laughs) Yes. Every day. Yes, every single day. What's really comforting to me too is just reminding ourselves about this idea of quiet time because you know there's a lot there's a lot of moms. I mean, you're a mom yourself of a mm-hmm. I'm sure a high energy one year old. It's just that age, and so you're you're a mom and you know you work and there's other women who work and have kids or just go to college or whatever their lives look like, and they're like I cannot do this quiet time thing because we're under the mm-hmm. illusion that it has to be like you said with a beautiful spread of Bibles at six thirty in the morning. Morning, my coffee, <laughs> yeah. a completely quiet house, and all these things. When, like you said, quiet is just being in the presence of God, and it doesn't matter about mm-hmm. our circumstances. I think it really reminds me of what peace is in in Jesus Christ. What peace is yes. really like for the Christian. And so, I love, love, love being reminded that and of quiet time and its purpose and that relational aspect. Because mm-hmm. I think when you understand the relational aspect, it really reminds you that it's not a legalistic thing, right? Which is mm-hmm. where a yeah. lot of us get tripped up thinking that. We it's it's just not a duty. We just have to do it. But when you realize, oh my gosh, it's a relationship with my father. It's a relationship yeah. with the person who went to the cross to die for me. And I can't have a relationship without, like you said, without spending time in his word, which is the biggest gift and the biggest um uh, just way that he communicates with us. Mm-hmm. And then prayer yeah. too. So I love that. And I love that you're like, these are the non-negotiables because we yeah. need to be told told it straight, you know? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I do too. So (laughs) yes, no, that's, that's amazing. And I'm so thankful for that. Honestly, again, like we said, like, we're, we're all so busy. I had a friend even just um, DM me on Instagram. And she's like, I just she's like, I'm so overwhelmed with work. I'm so overwhelmed with life. And I don't have the time. I'm I'm too busy. And sometimes, unfortunately, I I can say this for myself. And Naomi, I'm sure you can say this for yourself over your life is that Mm -hmm. um, when our lives get busy, when our schedules are chock full. Um, sometimes the first thing to go in in that schedule and the list of priorities is our Bible time with God. It's the first mm-hmm. thing to be put on the back burner and when it should be the first thing. Um, but right. it happens. And so it's either forgotten or not prioritized. So in your life or maybe in the lives of those you've mentored, or I know with, you know, with the quiet time companion, everything, you've probably had some amazing conversations with women, but what are maybe some potential barriers or excuses that we can make in our lives when it comes to having a consistent time with God in the word? Because I find that when we kind of bring those things to light and we bring the excuses and the barriers that we have to light and actually speak about them, um, it's not just this hidden thing and then we can actually overcome them, right? <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, there isn't a Christian alive who has not ever missed their Bible reading and prayer time at some point. Like we should just all get that out of our head right now. Like I know I have, I know you have, every single Christian has. And thankfully our success 
if you will, as a Christian, is not measured by how many days in a row we read our Bible. That's just Mm -hmm. not how it works. It's not something we have to do to stay on track with our Christian duty. Rather, it is something that we need to do for our own health, like brushing our teeth or drinking water or eating food. So when we don't have a quiet time, personally, I just really think it comes down to a problem of disbelief. Mm. We don't actually think we need Jesus when we skip our time with him. Or maybe we think we need him like in a more general cosmic sense, but we disconnect the ordinary day activities of Bible reading and prayer from Mm -hmm. our desperate need for him. So I do this all the time. Other things often become more important to me in the moment than having a quiet time, especially when I'm busy. And this just all comes back to my disbelief. Do I really think that I need Jesus today? Do I think that I need him for everything that I'm doing? And you know, I I recently wrote about this, I think on Instagram, and it just has been encouraging even to me to remember this. But, you know, so often we make our to do lists, like write emails, walk the dog, wash dishes, blah, blah, blah. And so it's, it's hard to see how a daily quiet time would help us complete that to do list, because there's nothing really related. Mm. But as soon as our to do list becomes be patient with my husband, love my child cheerfully, you know, don't, don't be easily angered, be quick to love, slow to speak, quick to listen. You know, when those things become our to-do list, it becomes impossible to do those things without the help of the Holy Spirit. And so I think so many of us, we're just swimming in a culture that is obsessed with productivity. Right. So it doesn't feel productive to read the Bible and pray. It doesn't feel like we are accomplishing much And most of the time, we don't really see immediate results of Bible reading and prayer. Those are very soul-deep, slow-moving investments. They're seeds that we are planting in our hearts that the Holy Spirit is using over a long period of time. So it doesn't necessarily make us feel immediately productive. So I believe that is often the reason why we skip our quiet time. We put it on the back burner because First of all, we don't feel like it's productive, really. Or secondly, we don't believe that we actually really need Jesus to accomplish the things that we need to accomplish that day. So every day is a battle against that mindset. Mm -hmm. Every day, we have to remind ourselves of reality, that we have a God-sized hole in our heart that only Christ can fill, and that only the power of the Holy Spirit through prayer, through his word can actually help us accomplish what is eternally important. Wow. I love everything about this. I was just sitting here thinking there's so many good, like, how just like heart reflection questions Mm -hmm. and things you're bringing up, which I think is the biggest thing. Like, I love getting to know the why of what we do, the why of what God calls us to do in life. And I think when we know the why, when we know the motivation, when we ask ourselves these questions, it really can help us, again, you know, find that that true grace-based rhythm and enjoyment and love and excitement for God's word. Mm-hmm. When we just think about, you know, just kind of check ourselves really yeah. as kind of hard as that is sometimes and just check our motivations. And it's like, honestly, 
I have never, I mean, I, I feel like I have heard it this way, but I've just heard it in a fresh way from you about how, you know, sometimes it doesn't feel like it's productive. It doesn't feel like yeah. spending time in the word is something that I can confidently check off my to-do list and feel really good about because I, right. I just did right. so much. Um, but I think reminding ourselves of why we do it and honestly, just, I had a conversation with a friend too on the podcast the other day about slow growth and how that's actually really beautiful. And that's the way that God actually mainly works is through slow growth, through sanctification, which is sanctification on itself is a really slow thing. Sometimes it's a process that started when we accepted Christ and it will not be completed until we meet him. And so when we think of it that way, it's like, (laughs) gosh, all these things take time and they take consistency. And I think a lot of us say we want a deeper relationship with the Lord. We want a deeper knowledge, knowledge of his word. We want to produce more fruit. We want to do all these things for him. But where is our time in the Lord with the Lord and in yeah. prayer and in the Bible? Honestly, I'm I'm convicted. I'm convicted alone by that too. So no, <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> yes. And again, I think that's a cool thing too, is that this message is for all of us. Like no yeah. one, like you said, no Christian is exempt from struggling with this at some point in their life. So it's such a needed conversation. But we talked a little bit as we started the conversation about this idea of legalism, of mm-hmm. um, just you know reading the Bible out of duty, and that I know that was a big part of your story. I know it's a big part of my story, but so for someone who maybe is struggling in that way, with like, okay, I hear you guys. I need to read my Bible, so I'm going to, but I don't like it. But I want to check that box off my list, and I just want to like post that picture to my Instagram story and tell people I did it, right? It's, you know, I mean, Uh, I'm guilty. We're all guilty, right? So, (laughs) you know, for the girl listening, for us listening, um, how can we say no to this works-based slash never enough, not picture perfect kind of mindset when it comes to making quiet time a discipline? Yeah. Okay. So simply put, legalism is placing the hope of our salvation in something other than Christ. Mm-hmm. We all have a tendency towards legalism because our knee-jerk reaction as human beings is to try and earn what we own. We want to feel deserving. You know, we want to think highly of ourselves. That's our pride. Yes. <laughs> and legalism, it legalism gives us the chance to place our worth in our works. And it gives us the chance to do some self-bragging. It gives us the chance to feed that pride. Mm. And the sneaky thing about legalism is that it will often emphasize things that are actually really good or really important to God, but they are not issues of salvation. And sometimes legalism can even create this extra biblical burden that we were never supposed to carry in the first place. So Mm -hmm. stuff that isn't even talked about in God's word can become an issue of legalism um, in this sense. So I've done this with quiet time before. I know, Tara, you said you have as well. And the results were pretty terrible. I don't know what they were like for you, but they were not yeah. good for me. Yep. They were not nice. <laughs> like I have been, I've had such a judgmental spirit in the past on others for not reading the Bible mm. and praying often. And I've judged myself even harder and it's just not fun. 
Um, and thankfully, God's grace really has been working on me in this area. And obviously, that is what my book is all about. And it doesn't have to be that story. It, it doesn't have to be an issue of legalism, judgment, and shame and guilt. And an analogy that I really like to use, it's kind of trite and a little silly, but I love using the analogy of teeth brushing. Okay, so let me explain. Love it. So what do we do? Get ready. ready. (laughs) (laughs) So what do we do when we miss a day or two of brushing our teeth? I love this. This was originally my older sister's analogy years ago, and I use it ever since. But what do we do when we miss a day or two? Our breath stinks. We probably have some crud built up, but we don't get bogged down in guilt and shame. We don't start saying, whoa, is me. I'm not a good person. I'm terrible. You know, we don't, we don't do that. No, we go to the bathroom and we grab our toothbrush. And so you're not going to suffer much from missing a day or two of brushing your teeth, right? Mm-hmm. But the longer you go, the worse it will get. And right. over time, you will see bigger issues develop like cavities and stains. And I love this because it's so similar. Oh, hilariously enough, it's really similar to having a quiet time. Missing a day or two of Bible reading isn't going to send you spiraling. I don't recommend it, but it's really right. not going yeah. to kill you. <laughs> it's not going to put a wedge between you and God. Like I really don't believe it well if you miss a day or two here or there. But if you are rarely spending time with him, like, I mean, maybe once every six months, once every four months, like if you are rarely spending any time with Jesus, then I guarantee that deep, serious issues are going to develop in your heart. You're not going to be connected with truth. You're going to be more susceptible to temptation, to the lies of the evil one, aka cavities and stains and root canals. (laughs) You're going to be unhealthy. And so it's not about perfection. It's not about every single day. No, it's about the overall pattern of your life. This is why when we were talking about subtitles for my book, this is why we called it a rhythm. It should be a rhythm of your life Mm. to spend time with Jesus. And another thing that really makes this analogy work is that Bible reading and prayer, it should be as normal and ordinary and no big deal as brushing your teeth. It, ne- it shouldn't be something we necessarily brag about on social media. <laughs> I brushed my teeth today, everybody. <laughs> you know, like, they'd, be, they'd be like, okay. Okay. Huh? Of course you did because right. that's healthy and good. You should do that. Um, and so, yeah, Bible reading and prayer, it, it's not that big of a deal. It's what we need to do to stay healthy and close to Christ. But it's not something we need to get legalistic about. It's mm-hmm. not what we depend on for our salvation. That belongs to Christ alone. Um, But it is something that we desperately need to stay close to Jesus and spiritually healthy. Wow. I'm going to use that analogy. So good. good. So, so good. (laughs) I I really like how that puts it into perspective for us and just the long-term results. Because I think one of the biggest excuses for me at least is like, oh, I missed or, you know, I wake up and I'm like, okay, I got a lot to do this morning. I don't think I can fit time with God and so I don't I'm right like, oh, that's not it's not really gonna hurt that much and then that's kind of the excuse that I make in my head and then once you make that excuse that day even if you do have time which side note we all have time I'm just gonna say it yeah we all have the same <laughs> amount of time in a day I don't care if you, yeah. like how busy you are you know it's a hard truth but we all have time but 
Mm-hmm. You know, the more we say that and make that excuse of like, okay, I I could have a little time here, but I, I just – I'll do it tomorrow. And that's, you know, that's something that people get tripped up. And it's like, I'll do it tomorrow, then I'll do it tomorrow, and I'll do it tomorrow. And then, and then it just kind of, like you said, then that could create a rhythm, a bad mm-hmm. rhythm of not being yes. in the word and with the Lord. So – I really appreciate hearing that. I think that's freeing. I think it is a good check for us to look at our lives and examine again, like just Mm -hmm. everything we've been talking about. But um, one thing that I wanted just to close with, because man, this is probably one of the highly, like one of the most highly requested just topics and things to talk about in general in the Christian life, but I just get a lot of questions about. So I'm just overall really thankful for everything that you've shared, Naomi. But as we conclude this conversation, so let's just wrap up wrap up with some rapid fire advice. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to someone who maybe feels like their quiet time has become stale or boring, or maybe <laughs> they just don't feel like they're intentional enough or like what they're, the tools they're using isn't enough, all these things. Um, what would you, what would you say to them? What's your best pieces of advice for them? Yeah. So, okay. Before I even answer this, I do just kind of want to give some encouragement when it comes to the time category. So like when we're thinking about the time we have available to us and everything, it is so true. We do all have the same amount of time and there are certain seasons where we are more busy and less busy than others. But I would especially just want to encourage the young moms who are listening to this and Tara, you're about to walk into that season yourself. And I just know when I became a young mom, I had to relearn quiet time from the beginning. I had to relearn it all and relearn what time management looked like Mm. and um, what sacrifice looked like in order to fit in my quiet time. And so quick little like unscripted piece of advice to young moms would be your quiet time doesn't have to look like everyone else's. It doesn't have to look like you are studying the Bible and looking up definitions and you're praying for 30 minutes. No, you can plug in your headphones and listen to the Bible on an app being read as you nurse the baby. You know, you Mm. can go on a walk with your kids and pray as you pass the different houses in your neighborhood, you know, so there are so many different ways to do quiet time. There's no one size fits all. It's about the who, not the why, Mm -hmm. which means it's about the function, not the form. So anyway, I just hope that anyone who's listening and thinking, I don't have any time, you know, who's thinking like that, just be encouraged. Um, Yeah, we hear you, we feel you. And there are still ways to connect with Christ in this season and you need him now more than ever. Mm. So now talking to the person whose quiet time has become stale and boring. Hello, I I feel you. I've been there. <laughs> uh, I just want you to know that it is totally normal. Yeah. We all go through seasons like this. And what I would say, the thing that I think would help you break free from this, it might not be something to break free from. It might be a quiet time rut that you need to walk through for some time. But if it is just kind of something that you want to try to kind of get out of, then I would say that what you need essentially deep down what you need the most is to fall in love with Jesus again. Mm. You need the reality of Christ's love for you to invade your soul and wreck you and overwhelm you and delight you again. And so start by asking the Lord to do that in your heart. Just ask him to open your eyes to the amazing reality that you get to live in and ask him just to restore to you 
the joy of your salvation. There are many other things that you can do to like shake up your quiet time routine and have more fun. (laughs) But that really is the main thing. Just ask God to help you fall in love with Christ again. It's beautiful. And we also don't want to give away side note. We don't want to give away the whole book. So true. <laughs> yeah, so we're just exactly. going to share, share that. Oh gosh. I love that's that right. though, because man, that's what I've been just sharing with a lot of people lately in general, not even just about quiet time, but like something they're struggling with. I'm like, did, have we prayed? Have we asked the Lord to help us? Mm-hmm. Have we asked the Lord to reveal something to us? Or in this case, like Lord, restore to me the joy of my salvation. I love that passage from David. Or just, Lord, give me a desire. Because a lot of this, I mean, everything we cannot do apart from the power of the Holy Spirit. And Christian, if you're listening, like this is a promise for you. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you. He's your enabler. He is your counselor. He is your guide. He is your power source. And so I'm so appreciative of that. And Naomi, like your wisdom on this you can totally tell that although, again, we you've fully not arrived, none of us are perfect in this right. area, but it's beautiful to see how this truly, I can tell this is a heartbeat of your life. Like this is a message that God has been, like you said, cultivating for 30, almost 30 years. Yeah. And it's beautiful to see how he has grown you. And it's so, this whole conversation was so grace-based and saturated. It's really freeing. And I just really pray that over people that are listening that, you know, are struggling with this and even myself. Yeah. So Oh my gosh, I loved every inch and second of this conversation and I'm loving the book as well. So as we close, for the people listening on launch day and even after, because again, this book comes out April 5th, 2022, but for those listening right now, tell them where they can grab the book and all that good stuff because they're going to want to dive in even deeper if this was even just scratching the surface. Yes. Yep. I wrote a whole book about it. So (laughs) yes, I I just hope it will encourage whoever is interested in this and wants to read it. But you can find my book, Quiet, online, basically anywhere they sell books. But if you want to find uh, more about me and Wholehearted and about the book specifically, you can go to wholeheartedquiettime.com. No spaces, just all together, wholeheartedquiettime.com. And then there will be information there for the book and everything including my team, the ministry, everything. And then on Instagram, you can find me at Naomi Vaccaro. That's N-A-O-M-I-V-A-C-A-R-O. And then the Wholehearted Ministries handle on Instagram is Wholehearted Quiet Time. So come on over, send me a message. I love connecting with people on Instagram. So I really hope to see you there. It would just be great to meet you. Yay. I love that. And as always, for you guys listening, even though she did an awesome job spelling it out, I will have it linked so you can just go find (laughs) it and go pre-order the book or order the book if you're listening to this after April 5th or on April 5th. So we are going to have that all ready for you guys. But uh, so blessed. Naomi, thank you. I am so honored to have you here and um, cheering for you and rooting for you as this book goes out into the world and God does exactly what he wants with it. So honored by your friendship. Thank you for giving your time today. Thank you, Tara. It has been such a delight to speak with you. You are just, you are radiating friend. There is just Aww. light coming out of you. <laughs> it's the Holy Spirit within you and congratulations too on your own little one arriving soon. And I just pray that the Lord continues to use you for his glory and the good of his people 
you are already such an inspiration and a blessing. And I'm just really hoping and praying that this season of motherhood will just deepen you and, and help you radiate even more than you already are. So thank you. Love you lots.